once again it's my joy to share the word of god with you i count it a privilege i thank you pa nico and the entire team as you know there are many things they are doing behind the screen many of us don't even know what they are doing but if it's not for all these people who have doing so many things we could not be comfortably sitting down here some of us has been traveling and yet we have faithful team of people that god has given to us in bis that's why we are able to progress let's put our hands together and appreciate those people who are behind they are not people like us standing in front get all the credit but yet thank god for their faithfulness i want to share with you today on the topic of god's help to the hopeless you know there are people in this world there are a lot of people who are going through hopeless days in their life there are many young people older people you know nowadays i also notice that committing suicide has become quite common even in singapore and people are losing their hope for many reasons and i pray this afternoon as we look into the word of god our god is a god of hope our god is a god who will bring hope to the hopeless and if you and i are facing certain hopeless situation in our life we have come to the end of our rope we have come to a place where we declare there is nothing further that i can look forward there is nothing further i can do in my life i'm going to give up tonight this afternoon god has a word for us that god can infuse within us a hope that will give us a destiny a hope that will make us realize we have a god who cares for us that's why we declare we are not orphans my friend we have a god who cares for us the bible says cast all your cares upon me because i care for you we have a father who cares for us turn with me to the book of second kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 second kings chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 a very known passage a segment where we read the prophetic ministry with the ordinary dealing with the common needs of life now this incident shows us that god only not concerned with those people who are high and mighty but god is concerned with everyone even the lonely even the helpless even the widows even the orphans poor and the weak god's eyes upon them you know in this chapter you will read four incidents that is recorded in second kings chapter 4 yet we are going to just look one for today and uh, the desperate need of this nameless widow in chapter 2 being mentioned uh, chapter 4 being mentioned i'm going to read for you verse 1 to 7 and thereafter we will look into some of the points that i have uh, written down for each one of us the wife of a man from the company of the prophet cried out to elisha your servant my husband is dead and you know that he revered or honored the lord but now his creditors is coming to take my two sons as their slave elisha replied to her how can i help you tell me what do you have in your house your servant has nothing the lady replied at all but she said except a little oil elisha said go and ask all your neighbors for empty jars don't ask just for a few then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons pour the oil in all the jars and as each is filled put it to one side was five she left him and afterward shut the door behind her and her sons they brought the jars to her and she kept pouring when all the jars were filled up and she said to her son bring me one more jars but the son replied there is not a jar left then the oil stopped flowing she went and told the man of god and the man of god elisha said go sell the oil and pay your debts 
you and your son can live on what is left. Here is a wife of a man from the company of a prophet cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he feared the Lord, he walked in the ways of God, but now the creditors is coming to take my two sons as their slave. Now this widow was caught in a very pitiful state of affair. She has come to a place of desperateness in her own life. She has lost not only her husband, and now because of the debt that he owes, the husband owes, the creditors is coming for the two sons that was remaining. Now the creditors demand to take the boys as slaves to pay for the debts. Maybe I guess in those days it was a common practice because she did not argue or accuse the guys who came to take the sons away. She did not argue with them and he said, what you are doing is injustice. My husband died. He owed the money to you. Why are you taking my sons? This is the only hope that I have. She did not argue with them. Chances are, because in those days, that could be the practice. But it was a very, very desperate situation for her. Because without her husband, she would need the sons to help her. The only means of support and security, they are her lifeline. Is this God's judgment towards her life? You know, there are many people who have read this passage. People would like to read it that way when bad things happen to such people. You know, her husband, the Bible says, he was a prophet in training those of them in the prophetic school, training to be priests, training to be prophet. And the wife said, my husband revered the Lord. My husband honored the Lord. You know, we have come. Here is a family, God-honoring family, in a time where Baal worship was prevalent at that point in time. Israel has imported Baal worship. Idolatry was prevailing. Yet there was this great financial difficulties approach this lady. Now many times we think Christian cannot have troubles in their life. Who says Christian will surely have good and easy life all the time? Today, many churches are teaching on grace. Nothing wrong in teaching on grace. Sometimes we go to the extreme grace. To the extent we talk so much on the prosperity, so much on the blessings. You know, we encourage people, come, accept Jesus Christ. Everything will be resolved. I mean, as far as my life is concerned, I was born as a Hindu. You know, when I accept Jesus Christ many years ago, my problem started then. There are times I even regret why I become a Christian. Because the day when I became Christian, my father chased me out. And so many problems I went through after becoming Christian. And worse still, after taking baptism, another set of problems comes in. You know, Christian life can have problems. Christian life can be filled with difficulties because the Bible says the gates to heaven is narrowed. It's not a broad gate. The Bible says we have to go through much tribulations in life. Throughout the scripture, you name me one person who is godly, never go through difficulties. All the apostles, all the prophets, all went through so much of difficulties in their life. Even Paul in his own ministry faced financial difficulties, financial need. But yet this is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 10. He said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you have no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever circumstances I am in. I know how to be in need, 
and i also how to be in plenty i have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation where i whether i am hungry or whether i am not hungry whether i am in plenty i have learned that's why he declared in verse 13 he said i can do all things through christ who strengthens me you know being rich is nothing wrong being rich not necessarily is a sign of god's blessing by being content is god's blessing in our life that's why as christians we need to be content in our life it is no point of complaining and murmuring on the things that we don't have it is good for us to thank god for what we have be it our family be it our husband wife children parents be thankful for what you have one of the secret i have learned when we start to thank god for what we have what we don't have god in his own time will bring it into our own life that's the beauty i have learned take time to worship god take time to thank god for what he has given to us now the question is will godly people face troubles in their life you know many times it has been good christians many of them have been very faithful and yet they have been diagnosed with cancer in their life there are people who will say i have been a honest worker but yet why i am being retrenched i have been a faithful worker to the lord but how come i am in poor state all the time now again god did not give us answer to such questions but one thing god has done that god has helped us through difficulties he will see us through in a better light and a better purpose in our own life that's why you and i must understand god has a blueprint of our own life every one of us god has a destiny you know those days when i was young many people will come and ask pastor pray for me i want to know the will of god for my life i want to know the purpose of god for my life i want to know why god saved me you know i give you an answer my friend god has a blueprint for each one of us god has a destiny for each one of us now if you go to a building when there is no building just on the grass you will notice a big board is written there a plan a building is being portrayed there and this building drawing is drawn out by the architect architect will come out of the building in at once but who is going to build the building not the architect architect put up the building the contractor is the one who is going to take the blueprint and build according to the blueprint and you will see in a matter of time the entire building will turn up according to the blueprint god is our blueprint he is our architect he holds the blueprint in our hand we are the contractors we need to go to god we need to god tell god god let me have the blueprint for my life let me have the destiny for my life what is the will of god for me in my life god has the blueprint and god will deliver the blueprint to us and you and i as contractors as you and i follow according to the blueprint everything will fall in place for each one of us here is a lady who was desperate situation you know drawn drawn out everything she has she came out to god and she cried to god asking for help the most important help she needed one thing she did the first step she took is going to god you know some today struggles quietly and refuse to break their silence because they do not want people to know what they are going through the kind of needs in their own life many time it is our pride many time it is not wisdom my friend it is our pride that stops us to come to people stops us to come even to god to address the needs of our life now this widow 
came to Elisha expecting to hear God's answer to a problem. You and I must understand every problem, every circumstances, every situation, every desperate is in our life. God already have an answer. Whether we are willing to go to God, the moment we are willing to go to God, God will release the answer that God already has in hand. Even before this lady go to Elisha, Elisha already have an answer for this lady, provided this lady is willing to go to Elisha. Elisha represents God at this point in time. If you and I can go to God, God has an answer. I can prophetically tell you today, whatever we are facing today, God already have an answer, provided we are willing to go to God. You know, many times what we do, we send whatever needs we have with WhatsApp to everybody except to God. You know, human are limited. God is a limitless God. God can do anything for us. Human cannot do everything, my friend. What is the point of sending all the messages, all our need to so many people except to the God who can step in, who has a blueprint, who has an answer in his hand? God is a gentleman. He's not going to force our hands twist our hands and push into us the answer unless we go to God. You know, this widow came to him expecting to hear God's answer for her problem when she presented a need as a matter of fact towards the prophet. There was no bitterness. She did not any complain. She never blamed God. She never accused anyone, not even the creditors who came to take away the children. You know, is this the acceptable practice then? Probably it is. That's why she didn't even complain against the creator. You know, verse 2 tells us, Elisha replied to her, Can I help you? Tell me what you have in your house. In fact, to me, this is a crazy question. This lady don't have anything. That's why she came to the prophet. I mean, if she was able to help herself, she would not have come. But Elijah has a reason of asking her question. And the lady turned around and said, Your servant has nothing at all except a little oil. Now, clearly here, Elijah recognized this woman's faith. She was a different lady altogether. She was willing to honor God in the midst of a need she had. She might be a nameless widow at this society, but God is her God. You know, you and I, today, if you have known the Lord, then you and I are not nameless person before him, my friends. Jesus calls us his own ship. He has written our name in his palm. He recognizes every one of us. People may not recognize us. People may not respect us. But we have a God who cares for us. We have a God who knows us by name. We have a God who calls us his children. We have a father who, calls, who cares for us. God will grant this widow access to the throne of grace simply because of her faith. You know, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our times of need. You know, if you and I are in a time of need, this is what we need to do. Come to the throne of grace. Come to God personally and address your need to God. You know, verse 3 says, Your servant has nothing at all except a little oil. See, what God is expecting is this. The little that we have, we need to give to God so that multiplication can take place. Elisha was just looking forward what a reply will be. She said, I don't have anything except a little oil in my house. And Elisha said, 
go around and ask all your neighbors for the empty jars don't ask just for few then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons pour the oil into all the jars and each being filled out and bring it and put it aside elisha gave her the word of the lord the word is so important it is a word from god because the instruction led to a miracle it didn't come from a man it came from god you know you and i must understand when we give the little that we have that's where multiplication takes place remember in the new testament when jesus was ministering to the 5000 people god could have immediately create a miracle and provide for the food for this 5000 people but jesus turned around and said what do you all have there was just five loaves and two fish when the five loaves and two fish was given to the hands of jesus the little they had gave it to jesus the bible says after distribution 12 basket was there that's the beauty of our god my friend what we have in our life present it to god the little faith that we have present it to god elisha's instruction was very clear right after that that she left and she start going out to get all the just it's not going to be easy here is a lady known by the people she owes money that's why even the creditors are standing there to come and take the two children away how in the world she can go out and ask for just probably if she come to my house chances are i won't give because if i give the jar probably is a one way ticket she won't return i mean she don't have anything to give back it is embarrassing for her it's difficult for her but worse still even to convince both the son to follow her that's going to be tough the sons probably turn around and say your husband owe money now you want you go how can we come with you somehow she was a godly lady able to persuade the son take both the sons and went door after door after door knock and get as many just as possible that takes humility when we come to god we must humble ourselves we must come in such a desperateness and he say god i don't have anyone else to turn to lord except to you remember joseph what in second chronicles when the armies were coming after him he went to god and he said god i don't know what to do our eyes are fixed upon you lord you know what god said you don't need to do anything all you got to do is set up people in front let them worship me the rest i will take care you know many times when you go to god the answer can be something that our mind cannot comprehend the answer can be something that we cannot believe this is what god says here is a king asking god advice and god said you don't do anything just go in front let the people worship you i will take care of the rest remember the jericho city while they were there they don't know what to do went to god god said one instruction go around the city daily on the seventh day go seven times the rest i will take care mind cannot understand sometimes the word of god yet if you and i believe the word of god god has never failed he is the same yesterday today and forever his words are yes and amen even today anyone who put their trust in the word of god even though we don't understand at that point in time our mind cannot comprehend yet if you believe the word of god nothing is impossible for god nothing is impossible for god no wonder god asked abraham is there anything too difficult for me as you listen to me my friend even in the new testament the bible says what is impossible for men is possible for god 
This week, Thursday, some of you know, it's my duty to share with you because you have been praying for me. This week, Thursday, I went to see the doctor. The oncologist took my blood test. And suddenly he said the cancer marker has gone up from 66, has come to 109. I got to put you on chemo once again. Immediately, he made an appointment this Friday, two days ago. Hospital, they put the IV uh, chemo into my arms for four hours. And then he said, from today onwards, Friday night onwards, every day you have to take eight pills of chemo, uh, chemo pills. So this morning I took four. Night I have to take four. Every morning I take four. Every night I take four. But the problem is, while they were finding vein, you know, seven times they poked my, finger, my hands. They couldn't find the vein. You know, when they poke, and the nurse will say, sorry, your vein ran away. Actually, you all are there. I don't know where it ran. And then they will put the needle, needle, and they said, just hold on, yeah? And then they will push so hard, you know, tears will just come. Seven times they tried. They couldn't get one. And then they called the doctor in. And the doctor came, and he looked at my hand. He said, so pitiful. I'm sorry. I don't think I can do anything with your hand. He went to the lake, and he put one jab there, and he was able to find a vein. And through that, they gave me my chemo, chemotherapy I went through. It was not easy. It was not difficult. It was very difficult for me, very painful for me. And going through the pain is very, very tough. In fact, some time ago, I came to know two of them were, couldn't take the pain because of this cancer treatment. They even committed suicide. You know, many times this thought comes to me, I'm also a human being. So what if you're a pastor? You're also a human being. You know, two weeks ago, I was asked to share in a retreat in Batam. With my wife, I was in the ferry. While I was sitting behind, the pain was so bad. And I was just crying and I felt something within me telling me, just why don't you just go down and jump down? This thought, not just once, many times has come. But somehow I stood still, I said, no, the word of God. God's word has said, he is my great physician. God's word says, by his stripes I'm healed. If God can see me through, when the doctor gave me 10 months, now more than one and a half year, if God can see a miracle in my life and brought me this far, this God can take me through even in the days to come. Our God is a miracle-working God. Anyone who trusts God in his word, God has never, never failed them, my friend. That's why as human as we are, we have a choice. Even as you sit down and listen to me, God's voice is asking you, is there anything impossible for me? Anything that you have lost, God can restore back because the word of God says so. If you and I can put our trust in the word of God, at that point in time, we cannot understand. At that point in time, my pain is so bad, I cannot understand. Yet, I believe in the word of God. And God saw me through. I went through the three days of retreat. I preached for them. I came back. Last night I preached. This morning, morning 11 o'clock, I was in the new generation. I preached for them. Here, 1.30, I'm preaching. Even tonight, 7 o'clock, another meeting. I'm going to preach there. Every time I come behind here, I'm a different person altogether. God's power comes upon me. Somehow sustains me. I know I cannot stand too long, but when I come here, I can stand as long as I want. I can freely preach the word of God because God's power sustained. The people's prayer sustained. That's why... We are not independent. We are interdependent. We don't know when we will need the help of others. We cannot take things for granted. 
that's why coming into a church is important that's why going into a school is important if you are sitting here if you are not attending any school i want to encourage you we have so many school taking place throughout singapore join one of them because when you are in need that's where the family comes together that's where the prayer comes together that's where this prayer sustains many times my faith is shaken up because of the pain because of the uncertainty you know why i'm preaching here today one month ago i have agreed to come i didn't even know thursday i will see the doctor friday they will put me into a chemo you know if i know i'm going for friday chemo chances are i may postpone with a very good reasonable uh, reasonable answer i can give it but no i didn't want to change i just keep quiet i said god this is your work the last breath that i have i will give it to you i will run as much as i can as fast as i can as long as you allow me to run and god has given me the grace that's why i stand before you i want to share the word of god and i want to declare miracles happen even today even in your life miracle can take place no matter you are end of the rope just like this lady you can be in desperate situation just like this lady first thing we must recognize we must go to god not somewhere else everything else is secondary first thing go to god when you go to god be humble honestly tell before god there is nothing to go around with god you know if you can eat this way why are you going around and eating this way go to god straight forward and say god this is where i am this is the need of my life i am desperate lord even before you say god already know your need but yet god want to hear from you now elisha knew the needs of this lady before even she come to him he already have an answer yet he allowed her to speak so that she will speak the truth and tell a desperateness towards him so that he can release the answer the moment he went to her the moment she went to him there was answer that's what i'm telling you that's what i'm challenging you whatever needs you have the moment you go to god as i said many times the word of god may not make many sense to us but yet this widow trusted these words and responded in obedience believing the word she did not question elisha or say anything else she acted upon what he has said that's why verse 5 to 7 says she left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons they brought the jars to her and she kept pouring verse 6 when all the jars were filled she said to her son bring me another one but he replied the son replied there is not a jar left then the oil stopped flowing verse 7 she went to told the man of god and he said go sell the oil and pay your debts you and your son can live on what is left she did exactly as she was told and saw the miracle god performing in the privacy of her own house you will notice almost all other miracle through elisha elisha was there this is one miracle elisha was not there she obeyed god god honored her god let us see through her own hands miracles are happening you know god will allow that in our own life when you trust god you know god will see with your own eyes through you miracle can take place that's the beauty of our god my friend elijah was not there at all for most of the miracle elijah was there in this case he was not there the elisha 
the widow left elisha and followed the instruction she experienced god's presence in the power in a very personal way like a miracle happening through her own eyes through her own hands my friend god came close and make his presence and the power felt within her own home among the two children she had you know we have been standing and watching many times waiting upon god is not easy my friend i have gone through you have gone through waiting is very difficult many times when we need urgently answer for some reason that's the time god won't answer god will take his own time but the bible says he has made all things beautiful in his time there are times that i've regretted i forced god to give an answer i insisted god to give an answer but today when i look back thank god god did not answer that prayer if god could have answered that prayer i could not be here today god delayed for his own good reason somehow god gave the grace and the patience to wait upon god and god has come through in my own life you know here even we look at this this miracle came through obedience obedience of what trusting the word of god she did not question elisha she just listened to the word of god she obeyed the word of god and the miracle came through her obedience she observed because she believed the word spoken to her obedience and trust are like samuel's twin we obey because we trust him if we trust him then we will obey him you know she acted upon the promise actually the promise was given in verse 4 pour oil the oil into the jars and each one is being filled put it aside she follow accordingly here we will notice we see god's generous provision in the response of faith god provides is always abundance my friend that's why we name god god is more than enough our god is more than enough for every needs of our life when we trust god he provides for us and that's why he said go and sell the oil pay your debts you and your son can leave on what is left god produce enough oil for the widow to pay off all the debts and also to leave with the two sons in the days to come god proved to her i am more than enough for you and god can prove in our own life if you trust the word of god he is more than enough for you there will be contentment in your own heart that you know that god is in control of our own life you know when he provides manna for the people in the wilderness they ate as much as they want you know when he fed the people in the 5000 not only the people were fed as i said earlier 12 basket was overflowing you know if we read first king chapter 17 there's another incident elijah this time elijah is in the picture and almost similar situation came elijah came before the people and he said as far as i am concerned from today until i say so there won't be any rain any dew true enough the new testament tells us in james in book of luke three and a half years there was no rain here is a man of god released the word of god because they were worshiping baal and he was against the idol worship therefore god's punishment towards this nation was there is no more going to be rain but because he has pronounced no rain he also has to go through the same dryness but don't forget in the midst of the dryness of that country god always has a provision for his children god will never leave the children alone while god gave the word to the nation of israel god already prepared the ravens to feed him 
God spoke to Elisha and he said, Elisha, I want you to go here. There will be a raven coming down. Every morning, every evening, they will feed you. Elijah probably could have wondered, raven? Normally ravens will take from me. They won't give it to me. Here is such a faithful raven. When God spoke, the raven obeyed. God already have an answer. There is going to be dry land, dryness in Israel, but God already provided for him. You know, he obeyed the word of God. He couldn't understand through raven. No way. He didn't understand. Yet he obeyed the word of God. He went there day in and day out, morning and evening. The raven was so faithful providing for him. Until the brooks run dry, there were no more water. God already prepared another widow in, in Sidon. And Sidon is a place where the Baal's prophet, Jezebel, came from there, brought all the Baal's idol into Israel. Here is a man who was against his idol worship. God is saying, I'm going to send you there. There is another widow. She will take care of you. He didn't question God. He just obeyed the word of God. Because he knew if he's going to question God, he cannot understand. But he obeyed the word of God. That's what I'm saying today. Obey the word of God. Many times we may not fully understand. Our mind may not fully comprehend. His ways are higher than our ways. But if you listen to the word of God, if you study the word of God, if God's word says so, you take it seriously, you practice it, and God will bring the word into fulfillment even in our own life. I have seen in my life many, many times God has brought his word. I don't understand many times when the medical report came, when the, all the analysis was there, all the scans was there. I cannot fully understand. It is all facts. But on the other hand, the word of God is there. I cannot see anything. Here is a fact proven right in front of you. You can see all the picture. You can see all the spread. Here is the word of God. You don't even see anything. Yet I have a choice whether to believe the word of God or whether to believe what the medical report says. I choose to obey the word of God even though I don't understand, even though I don't see it, but I stand as a testimony, a living testimony. God has kept his word and preserved me until today. And I want to challenge you today, my friends. Trust the word of God. Take the word of God seriously. No matter what your situation, apply the word of God and you will see God will honor our faith. And God will not only honor our faith, he will take care of the needs of our own life because our God is a faithful God. Our God is a trustworthy God. Our God is a God whom you and I can lean upon. Throughout the scripture, people who took the word of God seriously, throughout the picture, Throughout the scripture, people who lean upon the word of God seriously, God has never, never failed them. And that is also true for you and for me today. If you and I can trust the word of God, no matter how far we have gone away from God, you know, sometimes crisis comes in, situation comes in, God calls our attention to draw closer to him. Do you know in this period of time as I go through such difficulties, such painful moments, how much I have drawn closer to God? Only I know, my heart knows because... I have nowhere else to turn. You know, sometimes God will bring us to a place. If you ask me now, I don't know about my future. I don't know about my tomorrow. I can't even promise people anything. When somebody asks me, next month can you come and preach here? It's difficult to say anything to them because I don't know. As I said, Thursday I went in, Friday they put me on a chemo again. I don't know what is tomorrow. But yet, our God holds our tomorrow in his hand, my friend. That's why we need not to worry about our tomorrow. We need not to worry about our future because both are in the hands of the living God. 
we don't worry about tomorrow because it is in our living hands in the in the hands of the living god because he holds our days he holds our tomorrow life is worth the living because he is in control of our life he has the final say over our life nobody else my friend not the media not the medical not the medicine not the society not in our church god has the final say until he says so nothing is going to happen to you and to me that's why we must tune ourselves to the voice of god that's why we must tune ourselves to the word of god because when you honor the word of god in your family when you honor the word of god in your personal life god will never never let you down i stand as a testimony to tell you trust the word of god god's word even today has power because the word of god is a life when you allow the word of god to infuse into our life the life of jesus flows even as you listen to me because the word has its power as you listen to me carefully this power that is being preached is goes right into our heart it transform our mind it change our life and give us the confidence god i can trust you we have so many living testimonies my friend you know sometime i ask myself why must i go through what i'm going through and god will remind me what's so great about you look at the bible look at the book of hebrew chapter 11 look at all the saints of god look at the modern history look at how many preachers how many servants of god has gone through worse than what we and i have gone through yet they remain faithful to god all the way my friend if they can remain faithful why can you and i still remain faithful are we just flowing with god going to god just because of blessing that's part of our life part of the package but within the package there is also suffering within the package there is also experience that we have to go through now this experience that i'm going through taught me so many precious lessons today there are people sometimes ask me can you come and speak to my son somewhere in clementy 3 weeks ago one pastor called me and he said one of the son in this house going through very difficult time because of all this chemo he is giving up the parents cannot do anything pastor since you have some history since you have gone through what you are going through god has preserved you can you come and speak to this family i went there i was more than happy to go and i related my life how god has seen me through and i challenged the family and i prayed with the family they became so encouraged they were so challenged and the son turned around now going back to church and trusting god again because god will bring hope to the hopeless my friend if you and i are sitting here without hope god has a hope for us god has a future for us we are not people without hope that's why the bible is so important that's why the bible is a book of hope and anyone who put their hope in the word of god god has never failed them and i want to challenge you trust god first of all go to god he has an answer ready for you provided you go to him he is not going to come to you and force himself on you he cares for you we need to take the first initiative going to god for ourselves and when you go to god humble yourself there is nothing for us to pride about it's not our intellectual it's not our ability it is not our skill it is not our professionalism there are many people better than us not that we are better than somebody but because god is good to us because his grace is sufficient for us because he has been faithful for us today what we are is not because of who we are it is because of who god is in our own life you know when we enthrone him he is in control of our life my friend may i challenge you humbly ask you put your trust once again to god if you have moved away for whatever reason you had 
Maybe your reasons are reasonable, but that's not reasonable enough to come back to God again. Is it possible God is calling for your attention to trust his word? Has God released a word for you? Take hold of the word. You know, if somebody has given you a prophetic utterance, you cannot just take that prophetic and just leave it like that. You must confess the word. You must confess the prophetic utterance day by day, day by day, until God into bring into fulfillment. A prophet may come and give you a prophecy, and you are so happy. Thank God he gave me a prophecy, and you just leave it as it is. It is not going to come into fulfillment as fast as it is possible. But every day when you confess, that's why our mouth is very, very important. Life and death is in our tongue. When we start confessing the word of God, because the word of God itself has power, it will create, it will generate that power in our life. It will bring transformation in every area of our life. And you will see a big change will take place, my friend. That's the testimony of godly people who walk with God. And that can be part of our life testimony so that God can use us to touch the life of others. No matter where you are in the station of life today, can it be in your family? Can it be in your marriage life? Can it be between children and parents? Can it be in your working place? There is always hope, my friend. Don't give up hope. Don't come to a place and say, that's all. I cannot do anything. I throw in my towel. Never, never do that. Christian life is one-way ticket. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Much forward, my friend. All the time, move forward. Press on, press on, press on. Hang on, hang on. Until God steps in. And he will in his time. He will step in. He will rescue. He will pull us out. He will sustain us. He will give us that hope so that we can move forward and encourage many other people who surround our life. Shall we close our eyes? Shall we quiet our hearts before God for a while? Just one or two minutes. Nothing is going to happen. Nobody is going to take anything out of you. Whatever you have left there, leave it there. Just close your eyes for a while. Just focus your eyes upon him who is the altar and finisher of our faith. Just lift up your eyes towards God. This is the time for you to lift up your eyes towards God from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord who has made heaven and the earth. The Bible says in Jeremiah, Cursed is the man who put his trust in the human flesh. Blessed is the man who put his trust in the living God. Who are we today? Are we putting our trust in the living God? Is he the first one in our life? Do we give importance to the kingdom? Do we give priority to the kingdom? Or kingdom comes last in our life? Or God comes a second, third person in our life? Let's realign once again to the kingdom. Let's realign our life once again towards God. And he say, God, forgive me, Lord. I have moved away from you because it was so tough, so difficult. I allow reasons to prevail. And I moved away from you. Forgive me today. I want to trust your word, Lord. I want to declare nothing is impossible. Nothing is out of control, Lord. Everything within is your control. Everything within the framework, Lord. Help me, O oh God. Have mercy upon me. Our God is a merciful God. Our God is a gracious God. Our God is a God of breakthrough. Our God is a God of restoration. Our God is a God of forgiveness. Our God is a God of salvation. All things are possible for people who believe. Today you believe, you will see a miracle flowing into your life. Your life will never be the same. You will never go out of this place the way you came, my friend. You will know God has touched you. You will know God has performed the miracle. The confidence of God will rest within you. You will have the assurance deep down in your heart. God has already taken control. God is already dealing in your life. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Lord, in the quietness of our heart, we just want to hear you, Lord. We just want to hear your assurance, Lord. Bless your people today. Bring that assurance, Lord. Nobody should leave this place empty-handed, Lord. Everyone need to be filled. Everyone's question need to be answered. Every confusion will be cleared, Lord. Every doubt will be cleared, Lord, because you are in the house. When your presence is here, miracles happen. When your presence is here, the impossible has become the possible, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just close your mind. Close your eyes, my friend. Just focus upon him for a while. Address your need to God. Just deep down in your heart, just cry out to God. If you have to cry, go ahead. You are in the presence of God. God will wipe your tears, my friend. He knows the pain, the burden, the anxiety. The anguish you are going through day by day. He knows the time that you really want to give up. You want to just move away. You just want to be separated. God knows, my friend. Today is a day of restoration for you. Today is a day of miracle for you. Today is the day what the impossible will become possible. This is your chance. Don't miss this chance. Just address to God. Humble yourself and you say, God, have mercy upon me, Lord. Help me, O oh God. I have nowhere else to turn except to you, Lord. You are the only hope I have. And I am so thankful that I come to the house of God today. In my hopelessness, you have brought in hope, Lord. I can look at the future with bright. I can look at the future in confidence knowing you have changed everything, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh God. Help me, O oh God. Paniko. Ayo, Paniko.